in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. Folks, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. And all you do is, if you log on at depetro.com, no eyes, and then on the left-hand side, you'll see, click on Listen Live. And you do that, and then you just press the play button. And we have people that listen to that and are able to listen wherever they are. Some people go, you know, south for the wintertime, or maybe they go skiing out west or different places and wherever people listen from all over maybe you just listen somewhere or you live somewhere and you're just not able to pick up the either the 99.9 fm or the am 1380 it's always an option to go to the website now on the website by the way on the right hand side you'll see there is the link for my facebook page there is the link for the twitter feed blue check mark by the way there is the link for instagram and there's also the link for our YouTube channel. So never shortage of ways. Uh, if you Google me, it should come up always to Petro.com. By the way, we also then have exclusive stories that you can't see anywhere else. And it's a happening. Now, if you need to get in touch with me, you'll also see on the website, if you scroll down a little bit, it says they call it the dashboard. So you have Meet John DePetro, that's me, hello, where you can uh, learn a little bit more about the program. You have radio show. Now, this is wildly important. If you ever miss a show, maybe you heard about a segment we did, an interview we did, you click on radio show. Everything is right there, almost as we say, like in library fashion. Now, we also have the shop. There's merchandise you can shop. And then advertise. What does that mean? If you would like to advertise on the show, support the show, advertise on the show, reach like-minded people, just click on that. Boom, someone will be back to you within 24 hours. And then if you want to get in touch with me, you can always click on contact. I want, we also have, by the way, folks, you can um, listen. We have so many listeners in Massachusetts. Obviously a lot. And it seems I am connected right now on my end. Totally connected on my end. I'm not sure why. It's totally connected on my end. Go. Does that mean? Are we good? Are we connected right now? I am, uh, folks, right now at 12.08. Just waiting for JR. Yes. All right, folks, there we go. Good afternoon. I apologize. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but we are good to go. And, folks, you're listening. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. Folks, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. And all you do is, if you log on... Stored. Now, on my end, this looks totally good. What about this, JR? On my end, right now, it looks totally clean. At 12.11, we haven't had the... All right, does that mean that we're clear? You need to say I can... Yes, all right. Now we go, and we will monitor. Uh, folks, I don't know what it is. It's a glitch. Maybe it's the Magazina campaign. Maybe it's the Biden campaign. When I used to, uh, sometimes you have a technical problem, and people would say it's probably Ramundi. 
But it looks like we're good to go. We'll monitor that. Again, hello, everybody, on Facebook Live. This is the noon report. Finally, maybe I'll keep the glasses on just until we make sure that everything is good to go. We're going to get right on track here, folks. And I apologize. I want to thank JR for his patience. But right now, we sound uh, nice and clean. I know those watching on Facebook Live, you're saying, I don't know what you're talking about, Juan. It looks totally fine. It sounds fine. But it was uh, it was just, folks, this is where, you know, we do this unique simulcast where people can watch me. Hello on Facebook Live, and then at the same time, we are live on the radio, AM 1380, 99.9 FM, and then you can always listen online at the website, which is petro.com. So without, uh, at 1212, now we will proceed. This portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. What a beautiful Wednesday we have. Homegrown Mums and Kale are outstanding this year. Size is ranging 4-inch, 6-inch, 9-inch, 12-inch. Ornamental peppers, four and six inch pots, everything you need for your fall decorating and more. Pumpkins, straw, cornstalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins, local honey. And this is the best time to plant trees and shrubs. Cooler temperatures, less watering. And don't forget, folks, they have the deer resistant green abravite placata. Beautiful. Uh, choice for a natural privacy border. Sizes ranging from 3 feet to 11 feet. Mulch, screen loam, crushed stone, always available for pickup and delivery. Gift certificates are available. Folks, they are open seven days a week. And I just think the world of them because they work so hard and the service is just tremendous. And it's quality. And on top of that, you know, you're shopping local. I am all about shopping local, folks, and trying to help some of our local business people, local uh, entrepreneurs, family businesses, people that really make the state go. And your way to be part of that is to stop it and see my friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook. It is, in fact, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Now, folks, I want to uh, touch on at 1214. Good afternoon, one and all. Please share that you're watching on Facebook. If you like the live news report, if you like real news that we give it to you, folks, this is, in fact, the place you can do it on Facebook. What you could do is then send stars to show your uh, approval. Uh, that's your way of saying of clapping in a way, so to speak. But I want to just um, touch on something that... Um, I, I want to, and it comes down to the situation regarding debates, because there seems to be some confusion about debates. Now, there's a couple things about it. Now, listen, it's it's obvious. Well, let me just back up for a moment. There, there's no law about debates, and I'm not convinced that people want to make a law about debates. There are certain things, political debates now, there are certain uh, things that are established, you know, in the presidential race, they've now kind of settled on three debates in neutral site. And then they cover different topics in those debates. Now, in 2020, President Trump developed COVID. So then they only had two debates. But that's kind of the model they've set into. Here in Rhode Island, it's a little more in flux, but... For whatever reason, Channel 6 and Channel 36, who used to do debates. I remember when Channel 36 would do a debate. Channel 6, I, I took part. I was on the panel for debates on Channel 6. For whatever reason, they've kind of faded out of it. So now it's come down to basically Channel 10, Channel 12. Sometimes there are radio debates. Um, I I did, you know, radio debates at different times. I did that. I did the very contentious uh, 2010 gubernatorial debate. Link Chafee wouldn't go on and debate in CNC's um, time spot. So then he would agree to come in in my nine o'clock hour. And I, I did the debate. And that was um, Frank Caprio, Chafee, uh, John Robitaille, and then Ken Block. But just you have to understand around the country, if you Google this, this is constantly a bone of contention. And it's different seemingly for every race and every debate. I'm not arguing, you know, debates are important. Debates can flesh things out. Debates can make a difference. And a perfect example is in fact, uh, just this, this, this past primary, Helena folks 
did very well at the Channel 10 debate, and it really boosted her. Then she did well again at the Channel 12 debate. So those two debates, they had an impact. And just look at what just happened. Governor McKee had a bad Channel 12 debate. As a result of that, he fell a little bit, tumbled a little bit, and actually Kalis got some momentum. But there's, I want you to understand, there's no law about debates. I'm not saying it's right. In, in Pennsylvania, that's a highly contested Senate race. Dr. Oz, the Republican, he's wanted debates. He's been screaming for debates. The Democrat won't give him debates. So they're going to have one debate, and that's coming up next Tuesday night. But some of these other races, when does someone debate? Now, I, and, and this is important. <clears throat> if you remember, when, when Seth Magaziner got the endorsement from Jim Langevin, he said he wanted to have 20 debates with Alan Funk. See, the person who sees that they're behind, they view debates as a way to boost it up. And it, it really, they are important. It's important for the public. But what, what has to happen is both need to see the urgency. And the way for the urgency, and I'm not saying it's fair, last election cycle, Gina Raimondo would not give Matt Brown a debate. Gina Raimondo would not give her Democrat challenger, Matt Brown, a debate. Period. End of story. Uh, Alan Fung. I hosted the debate between Alan Fung, Patricia Morgan, and Giovanni Ferrosi. They had one debate. I was the host. So you're seeing these different people that are running for office that are complaining about debates. But I want to clear something up. Someone sent me something this morning saying that no one in the media has their requested a debate between the attorney general candidates. That, that, is, that is not true. Chaz Kalenda would like to debate Peter Narona. Peter Narona is not seeing any reason to debate Chaz Kalenda. And he, they're looking at polling numbers. They're looking at whether or not, I'm not saying it's right, but the object is to win the race. And when you are in a debate, that's where mistakes can be made. So many times, folks, it's like a team trying to run out the clock. I'm not saying it's right. I, some people start screaming. They think it's unfair. Now, you know, let's look at the landscape right now. Sabina Matos, the lieutenant governor, she won't do a television debate with the Republican. But I want to be very clear. It's not as if Channel 12 would love to do a debate with the attorney general candidates. For someone to say well, the media is not that that's ludicrous. It's a statewide office for crying out loud. It's not that. It's just you can't you can't force someone to debate if they're not going to. You know, most of the time in the past, Patrick Kennedy used to give his opponents one debate. He used to debate on if you remember the Glenn Madeira show, right, which was uh, was on Indiconnect, whatever it was. He used to give like one debate. <clears throat> In, in uh, 2000, 2004, I think, or no, 2002, one of the two, Patrick Kennedy actually gave it, well, did a debate on Channel 10 against um, Dave Rogers, who won the, there were three Republicans running, for the, running against Kennedy. And Kennedy, Patrick Kennedy was a tremendous debater. I don't know what the hesitation was. He pummeled, and I knew Dave Rogers, and I had him on the air, but he pummeled him. I think it was, I don't remember, 2002, 2004. But anyhow. So that, that, that's not that the media won't. That, that's not it. Of course, Chaz Kalenda wants a debate. Now, listen, you can argue it's wrong. You can vote against the person. But there's no law or provision that says someone has to. So many people, by the way, have misconceptions. I want to just touch on this. You see some of the independent candidates and they think if I could just get on that debate stage and it would light things up and blah, blah, blah. You know, that that's like you're putting all the onus on that. It's a it's a false misconception. And you saw that last Thursday night. Yeah, there was those three independent candidates for governor. They were on the stage after Kalis and McKee. If if someone truly has proposals, people behind them, they start showing up in polls. There's a difference when you're in the media. There's difference between you saw it last Thursday night 
I'll tell you, that college student from URI was highly likable on stage. Now, he's just running for whatever reason to run, but all right. So he got on the ballot and he's running. The uh, libertarian candidate, the guy with long hair from West Warwick, he actually knows a lot of stuff. I think he's running for the wrong office, but, uh, you know, but they're not, they're not, they're not gaining any ground. They're not, you know, they don't have a following, right? They don't have... When, when, when someone is truly taking off, there's, there's waves of people that start to say, you should run. There's, there's, a, there's a pattern here. There is, through history, you have seen people. You know, President Trump was just a rich guy with money. And then when he started to give speeches, people would come to hear him. And it wasn't, you know, that wasn't just because, and then he was getting better in the debates, but it started a little bit even before that. And I'll even go, some people may not like this, but when Barack Obama was, you know, senator from Illinois in 2004, he spoke. I saw him at Boston Garden deliver the keynote speech at the Democrat convention. Prior to him even getting to that, there were rumblings and there was a buzz about this guy in Illinois that this guy was a player. He was drawing crowds, he was very gregarious. People wanted to donate to him. He had charisma, you know, he had it kind of going a little bit. So so there's definitely a pattern of that of people that start to, you know, Kind of, they start to carry some clout. People want to hear what they have to say. And they go from just being maybe someone talking about policy to actually getting into the arena and jumping into a race. But make no mistake about it. I I like Aaron Gookian, the lieutenant governor Republican candidate. I'm going to vote for the guy. But their whole thing right now is Sabina Matos won't give him a debate. And I have a feeling he's going to, she won't give him a TV debate. He shouldn't have agreed. He shouldn't have agreed to do the radio debate with her because the radio debate is a way that they, they, you don't see them hemming and whoring. Radio hides a lot of things. It can. You know, you don't see them flailing. Sabina Matos, what, if you're the Sabina Matos people, would you let her stand on a TV stage and debate her Republican challenger? No, she would get crushed. The differences between them are major. Their job is to win the election. Win the election. I'm not saying it's fair, but you got to go, what's the objective here? They're not going to do that. People might watch it. People, that could decide the race. She might lose. She knows if she doesn't debate him on TV, she stands a much better chance of winning. Our friend Pat Cordalesa, of course he wants to debate on TV against his challenger, the Democrat Greg Amore. He doesn't want to debate him. He's afraid he's going to lose. But when they, they will debate is if they see it getting close and then they feel they need to cut somebody off. Now, this business of Governor McKee now agreeing to a radio debate, I'm going to be the first one. I find that suspicious. Today, it's it's Wednesday, October 19th at 1225. I've I find it suspicious. If you heard last hour, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, who's very plugged in, and I think he's on to something. Now, today was supposed to be the radio debate for the lieutenant governor, and it was canceled or rescheduled, excuse me. Why was it rescheduled? Oh, she has COVID, and then no one questions it. If you have COVID, you don't have to show a doctor's note. You don't have to go to the hospital. It just basically means you get a three-day pass that you're off the campaign trail. You don't have to go in the office. People are using it now all the time, right? So, but they tested it. And was there any pushback from the media? No. Did anyone say, really, she has COVID? How does she? No, it's just an accepted excuse to get out of things. So you don't have to say scheduling error, blah, blah, blah. So the fact that Governor McKee is agreeing to a radio debate on Halloween, which is a distracting day, by the way. I don't care what anyone says, especially people with parents, trick-or-treating, blah, blah, blah. That Thursday, he's supposed to be on a Channel 10 debate. And I think Ashley Kalis is pinning a lot of hopes on that 
Thursday, November 3rd, before the election debate with Governor McKee. The election uh, election day is November 8th. I just I I just wonder if on the third, Governor McKee, they announce he has COVID. He then has to be under wraps for the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There's no more time. And then the vote election day is the eighth. And then he can say, I gave you three debates. We did um, TV debate, did the Providence Journal, uh, the public radio debate, and then we did the radio debate. So, I mean, I don't know. There were people saying, telling me early on. During the primary season, and again, folks, good afternoon at 1227, there were people telling me that they think he wanted to avoid the debate stage at all costs and was going to try to get through the primary without a debate. Uh, the problem was that Helena folks was gaining on him and Nelly Gobea wouldn't go away. And then what happened? Governor McKee learned it did not benefit. Hear me out. At 1220, it did not benefit Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. To get on that Channel 10 debate stage, and it certainly didn't benefit him uh, to get on the Channel 12 debate stage. The debate stage has not been kind, if you will, to Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. So I just wonder if they pull the plug and the campaign ends that Wednesday. Do the final, hey, we gave her three debates, now we're out of time. I think he despises Ashley Kalis. I think he doesn't respect Ashley Kalis. I think there's real built-up dislike there. I think when Governor McKee looks at Ashley Kalis, he he is he's he's even like offended she's running against him. You know, when he stood on the debate stage in the primary. Now, granted, he, he can't stand Matt Brown, but the guy was Secretary of State and you know involved with the political co-op and blah blah blah. Nelly Gobea, he sees someone that, you know, Secretary of State for eight years. Helena Folks was the CEO of CBS. But Governor McKee just has, he has nothing good to say about Ashley Kay. And by the way, her, his people don't either. There's, this goes beyond, you know, they don't see eye to eye. I mean, this is real. I saw, you know, Mayor Fung on the stage with... Governor Raimondo, she didn't like him, but he was the mayor of Cranston. This I view as different. This I view as complete disdain. And what would what are Ashley Kalis's options if Governor McKee pulls the plug on the final TV debate on Channel 10? I mean, what are they going to say? The guy's got COVID. He can't do it. That's it. You know, um, I, I don't, what are their options? What, is Channel 10 going to go to, the, he, he, if he wins, he's the sitting governor. They'd have to learn to get along with him. I think, the, I think the time for the Kalis campaign is very, very crucial right now. Very, very crucial. And it's, it's a real uphill climb. You can see Governor McKee did, he, was, he just popped in Newport last night. And I don't think it was announced. I didn't see anything as schedule about it. And I think that was a way, like, he's in her backyard. And then today he's doing something in North Providence with all the mayors. He's worried about North Providence. In 2002, Don Kachiri won North Providence and Woonsocket. And Mirth York lost North Providence and Woonsocket. And Sheldon Whitehouse told me, remember, he beat, lost to Mirth York in the primary. Sheldon Whitehouse told me he would have won North Providence, Woonsocket. I think it's interesting that Governor McKee's doing an event in North Providence. North Providence, they may be seeing some polling numbers that show he, Governor McKee cannot afford to lose North Providence to Ashley Kalis. And uh, I, I, there's obvious reasons for that. But you, 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 many times, folks, with these races at 1231, good afternoon, everyone, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. You got well, to watch where they're going. Where the campaigns go can tell you a lot. You know, Governor McKee was doing a lot of events in East Providence. And East Providence was very kind to him in the primary. 
He's doing more events in East Providence. They see it maybe as a cushion to just in case Kalis is gaining ground in some of these other areas. They remember they're polling internally. So they see where their polls are. They see where she is. They're watching her. They're not in panic mode. They're not. They're, she's not, Dan McGowan was very good analysis earlier. They're just leery of her. The McKee campaign is very leery of a mistake that could shift her into overdrive. Ashley Case came out of the, Ashley Kalis came out of the Channel 12 debate. On uh, Friday, McKee was caught in, in a lie. He had a bad, he didn't have a bad debate last Thursday night, but he didn't have a great one. And then he kind of left grumbling, walking out of there. But then Channel 12 re- releasing that he, the state actually had the test scores, it was, it was uh, you know, they, the McKee people were lucky that hit on a Friday. Because if that had really started the week on Monday, it could kind of be building off that. I'm not saying it's easy. The Kalis people, for the rest of this week, because people just don't pay attention on the weekends, and next week, they need to find an issue that will captivate the public and put McKee, boom, like under fire. And, and it's not as easy as people think. And she needs to dominate the news cycle with free media. And I, I don't. Is the electricity thing important? It, you know, it's not, it's not bad, but I'm not convinced that's a voting issue. I, you know, look what's happening right now. The Democrats are coming down. They're talking. Biden may go on vacation between now and Election Day. They want to get Biden off, nowhere to be seen. Democrat numbers are coming down. People are angry. Prices are going up. People want something different. They want change. Ashley Kalis could be, she would be different. She would be change. See, she's kind of like Rhode Island Sarah Palin, right? That's a game changer. She is a very different candidate than Governor McKee. The question is, can they make the argument and captivate the media? The McKee people feel they have the lead, they want to play it safe, put him in the bunker. Anytime he goes out, no unforced errors. You can't fumble the ball. You can't throw an interception. That's why I I don't believe the lieutenant governor has COVID. I think they felt timeout. Call a timeout. Get her off. Push that back. It's a radio debate anyway. We don't need anything that's going to potentially... Right, like backfire on us. Folks, right now at 12, this portion of the John DePietro Show, listen, it's brought to you by Matthews Energy Company. Now, they're based in Cranston. If you want to save money, natural gas, electricity, if you contact Matthews Energy Company, let them help you save money at 401-942-7500. Let them help you find a way to save money on natural gas and electricity. And it's not solar panels. 401-942-7500 from Matthews Energy Company. And if you mention, hello, if you mention this show, you get, you start off with a $50 credit, Matthews Energy Company. Call them, 401-942-7500. It's very simple. Just pick up the phone and dial 401 401- 942-7500 and say, I'd like to see if you could help me save money with natural gas and my electricity. And I want that $50 credit that Juan After Sunset is talking about. Matthews Energy Company, call them today, 401-942-7500. Folks, good afternoon. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is much by the Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, a great meal, lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, the waiting for you, and they have a nice big room. If there's a funeral, a collation can be done there, the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. So I want to just recap. I, I don't, I think last night 
I think Mayor Fung, I think Dan McGowan had a good assessment that former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, he did what he needed to do. I don't think a lot of minds were were changed on what happened last night with that that Channel 12 debate. I like the fact they finally got into the fact that Seth Magaziner, the general treasurer, wants to abolish the police and defund the police. I also like the fact Ted Nisi of WPRI Channel 12, if you saw it, he I think he had the best debate he's ever had. He completely shot down Seth Magaziner. And he did it very simply saying, you know, Seth Magaziner is saying they want to cut Social Security, blah, blah, blah. And then Ted Nisi said something really simple. I read that same article. That's not what they were saying. And Seth Magaziner had no comeback for that. He had nothing. He, he didn't want to litigate. He didn't want to argue his point. He just, you know, moved on, conceding the fact that he was giving out false information. Now, I think that this whole, there's several issues that I think, I believe, that the Kalis camp and, and others, Governor McKee and Sabina Matos, they're getting away with basically, they are not supporters of law enforcement in any way. It was also comical last night when Seth Magaziner announced he had the endorsement of former Rhode Island State Police Colonel Anna Sumko. Anna Sumko? Is that a thing? You get her endorsement? Anna Sumko, who Ramundo strictly you know, pushed out, Steve O'Donnell put her in there just so she could say she had the first female head of the state police. And then Asumko, the place she turned the state police upside down. You know, there were good examples of that. One of the best that was magnified was when they had that shooting. The guy sold the police cruiser. On one, Then they, they were looking for the, a white truck. They found the wrong white truck. They shot the truck. They shot the guy right on that bridge. He wouldn't stop. Remember, right near the Providence Place Mall, she shows up on the highway in plain clothes, not even dressed in a uniform, which you're not supposed to do. And then the state police, the next day, the Friday, Providence police had a press conference and demonstrated exactly why they did what they did. She had to wait till Saturday, and even then she couldn't fully explain it. That's who Seth Magaziner you know, points out. But I, I believe, I know, the Kalis people feel that the issues are inflation, which I believe I agree on, I agree on, and, and also education. So they're going all in, but I, I'm, I'm not convinced they're fully getting traction. I don't think it would hurt to go after some of the other issues. I'm not going to be a broken record about it. I still maintain Governor McKee is getting a free pass on licenses getting, uh, illegals getting a driver's license. As I've stated, in Massachusetts, they're going to vote on it. And in Rhode Island, they just put it through. If the people of Rhode Island, I am telling you right now, on this Wednesday, if that went on to the ballot, if that went on to the ballot, then I believe it would fail. I'm also seeing that um, Channel 12 is reporting that this is now official. The McKee administration has officially filed notice. It'll appeal the judge's decision on the truck tolls. So that is so business unfriendly. And it's one thing for Ashley Kalis to make the argument that the truck tolls, it's, it's an unfriendly business atmosphere. But I think she needs to go beyond that. And as I've talked about, you never... There's no business group that is with Governor McKee. And he's all about just giving out money to small businesses. There's not even an attempt to try to lure private business. He won't do it. I think Kalis needs to, and it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. And I, you know, the Kalis campaign, they're trying. And this business of Judge Flanders trying to argue with the electricity, I'm telling you, I, I think it's a little bit of a wash because it's not an easy to understand. It's not an easy to understand story. 
And uh, I'll give you a good example. In 2020, what was an easy to understand story? I'll give you one. Gina Raimondo went, while we all had to wear masks, she went to a wine and paint and she took her mask off. And a photo popped up of her not wearing her mask and drinking wine. That took a toll. That sent her approval rating spiraling. You have to make it really simple. I think even Matos is even easier to go after. Now, they're trying to take the high road. And the lieutenant governor candidate, who I'll do like a candidate spotlight with. He's trying to, he doesn't want to go negative on her. She is, she is an extreme progressive. Sabina Matos won't call it Columbus Day. She was in the Columbus Day parade and wouldn't call it Columbus Day. And how bad is the wokeism? She is as progress. She supported defunding the police. And on top of that, people, some people don't like when I say this, but she has trouble in real time with the English language. But this is the type of story, the Barrington Times. Barrington Town Council cuts Columbus Day. It's now going to be Indigenous Peoples Day. Now, some people don't know what that means, but that means it's celebrating Indigenous as the Native Americans. So they're no longer going to call it Columbus Day. This is the type of story that people understand. People like Governor McKee and Sabina Matos, who, by the way, she also, under her, she let them destroy and take down the Columbus statue. This is a woke type of issue. No longer Columbus Day. Indigenous People Day. That's an insult to Italian-Americans. That is a Bernie Sanders AOC far left. I believe this is the type of thing that should be asked at the debates. I think the Kalis people should go after on this. And I know the lieutenant governor candidate was trying to. I also see within the article, they question how far the name changed. Would they change the name of Roger Williams Park Zoo? Roger Williams was no, right? He was no saint. So, but Sabina Matos let them tear down and take away the Columbus statue. But you, you have to make an issue of it. And even in Borington, where they were trying to argue to have it both Columbus Day and People's Day or whatever the hell, it lost so now that's gone. That's wokeism. People don't want that. People don't want that. But you have to point it out to them. You've got to make it an issue. I think the, it has to be Governor McKee is under an FBI probe. But you've got to go through, the. I believe, the damage that does. See, it adds to the truck tolls. It adds to, if you're a business person, would you want to do business with the guy? He's slippery. When he stood on the Channel 12 debate stage and said, oh, I I don't have the test scores. And then later said, I meant I didn't have them on me. I I didn't mean we didn't have them. I mean, would you want to do business with somebody like that? Would you want to do business? He walked the picket line of a private company. Governor McKee has no business no business dictating what a private company should pay their workers. Zero. The, every business should be treated the same. But he doesn't do that. And that should be highlighted. That is an unfriendly business move. And it's, it's a detractor. But the FBI probe, it goes beyond that he is under an FBI probe. It scares off. True, real businesses. They don't want to do business with someone like that. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. Now listen, there's still time before winter sets in. They pave up until the beginning of December. J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, free estimate, any project, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730, J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway, affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, J. Perry Paving is a licensed insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs. Call them today, and remember, if you're a veteran, no one, no one, 
will give you a better package than J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Get a free quote for J. Perry Paving. So it's 1246. So I want to, right now, folks, and I want you to understand this, of what comes into play. Because people are asking me, and I'm going to withhold that let's look at right now, and I like to do this. Let's look at the Channel 10 website. What are the top stories? Police, three in custody, pursuit in Lincoln with a stolen car. Second story, suspect wearing ski mask breaks into ATM in Cranston. Uh, Next story, man's van stolen along with tools he needs for work. He left them in them. Uh, Company to pay $1.5 million in investigation 610 connector. Designs for new state health lab. Early voting for the general election begins. Rainham girls missing. McKee administration to announce electric bite rebate, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. Numerous mayors to show solidarity behind McKee's run for governor. So Rhode Islanders celebrate Celtics home open in Missoula local connection. Broken pipe causes closure at Winsocket High School. That's Channel 10. What's not there? What's not there? There's no story about the governor's race. What's not there? There's no story about CD2, which is good for Fung. What's not there? There's nothing about the race for lieutenant governor. There's nothing about the race for attorney general. There's nothing about the race for secretary of state. Let's see this. Channel 12 website. Man pleads not guilty in Pawtucket murder. Top story. Second, suspect broke into Crancy ATM. Fung Magazine to trade jabs. It was their debate. They have a story on it. Nothing big came out. Advantage Fung. Channel 12 is doing an instant poll. Who won the congressional debate. I don't think those things mean anything. Of the Next story. Up to 50,000 people expected at funeral for uh, Connecticut officers. Biden to release 15 million barrels from oil reserve. Thank you, Joe. A little late on that. Autism project struggling to hire staff to meet needs. Warwick to install 10 license plate recognition cameras. What Stories are not there. There's nothing about the race for governor. What's not there? Next hour, I'm going to play the political analyst breaks down the Rhode Island congressional debate. I'm going to play that next hour, Joe Fleming. How about this? I didn't see the swift-footed lizard named Massachusetts State Dinosaur. I didn't realize that. What is not there? There's no story about the race for lieutenant governor. What's missing? There's nothing there about the race for governor. They do have a story about the Fung Magazina race. They do. Providence Journal. How a Pawtucket man lost his home over a water bill. Found scourging in a camp kitchen. Bobcat kitten to return to wild. Tenants face deplorable conditions. Latest victim of the tight housing market. Rhode Island senior citizens. They never mentioned the woman has a blanking dog. So she won't stay in a shelter. PC pick fifth in Big East. What do the data say about the housing market Rhode Island? Shouldn't it say what does the data say? Fung Magazine Gilbert debate key issues CD2 Canada Forum. That's, that's from Monday night's debate. Education Department has had the data for a month, but they're not final. That story's kind of old. Should Rhode Island send in the troops to solve ripped a bus driver shortage? It's not really. AG, task force seizes guns, ammo, hall includes photo. My point is, do you see anything there? Former Supreme Court judge sides with Kalis on McKee power to stop energy. Okay, but it's a boring story. It is. Magazine or an attack mode congressional debate. Fung pushes back. I, um... Make this Capitol Grill dessert at home. Often Bobcat investigates a potential meal. I mean, what's missing from $29 million tax treaty for Superman building moves closer to appeal? It's 111 Westminster. What's missing from that? They do have stories about 
CD2 Funk Magaziner. They do have stories on that. They do have the Bob Flanders story. That's true. They do have that. They do have, um, they have what you don't have is anything about any, it's, it's not the lead story. You know what, you need a lead story to really move the needle. That's what you need, a lead story. You need a story that people can grab onto. If Governor McKee thought he was going to lose, he, they would call up Channel 12 and say, let's do another debate. That's when they debate. If Sabina Matos thought she was going to lose the lieutenant governor's race, her people would be calling 10 and 12 saying, uh, we, we, we want to do a debate. When they're not debating is when they feel very comfortable. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying it's right. But it comes down to what is it about? People say, well, it's about the voters hearing for both candidates. And you're wrong. I hate to tell you that. It's not about that. It's about winning. It's about winning. And I say this to various people that run. Are you in it to win? Are you in it to lose gracefully? Are you in this race to win? Like really win? Or are you just going to lose gracefully? More often than not, they're prepared to just lose gracefully. That's the difference. But it's it's not about, should, I mean, that in an ideal, hey, remember, uh, Biden wouldn't give Trump that third debate. The, the Trump people wanted the, a third debate because they had to cancel because of COVID. Biden didn't give it to them. And if President Trump was the other way around, I, I, don't, I don't think he gives it to him. So I want you to understand the difference between, it's not, they don't need to see themselves on television. And some of these people that are marching around, you know, the, the next debate, watch, some of these people that are not included are going to be out there. They're not, you'd be better served meeting with groups, trying to build a coalition, have an issue, have a message. In the past, Victor Moffat ran for governor. And his idea, hey, he had an idea, was Rhode Island should have the biggest aquarium in the world. Whatever is the biggest aquarium, just build one a foot bigger than that. And then that would cement us as the ocean state. He didn't image. He didn't have a full idea of how to pay for it, but he had an idea. Steve Forbes ran for president. Flat tax. Should be a flat tax across the board. Flat tax. Everybody, flat tax across the board. That was a concept. That was a concept. I think it's going to help the Republican. This ain't Bernie Sanders. They're going to send him out on the trail to try to juice up and gin up and get young people out there excited about the midterms. I think that actually helps people like Cranston uh, Mayor Alan Fung, because most people are not on board with the Bernie Sanders uh, extreme progressive, really socialist communist ideas. Folks, this portion at 1255 of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and also 5750 Post Rodeo's Greenwich AtMed Urgent Care, urgent care facility. Providing comprehensive outpatient healthcare individuals, families. They specialize in ambulatory medicine, immunization, school sports physicals, cost efficient healthcare alternative to hospital based emergencies, whether it's walk in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work related injuries, physical exams, adult vaccinations, and mononuclear antibody infusions. It's at Med Urgent Care. The next time you have an emergency. Now, I've been to both locations. And in my experience, I was seen by a doctor in less than one hour. Actually, less than 30 minutes. At Med Urgent Care online at MedUrgentCare.net. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it's 1256. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We must deal in reality. We must deal in reality. 
It does. As a listener of the program, watch. I, I can't. I can't drift off into delusion. I can't drift. I'm, I refuse to. And I, I want you, in looking at the calendar, there's two full weeks to go, two and a half weeks. Early voting starts today. For those running for office, you have all next week. You even have the week after that. They still have three weekends before the election. But you have to hit, you have to hit on something that will stick. You have to be aggressive in getting your message out. And I know it's tough. I've, I've, um, I've dealt, I've encouraged, I've tried to help campaigns in the past. They feel I can't get media attention. No one will pay attention. It comes down to you're simple. You're not, I'm not saying it's easy. You're not picking an issue that the public's grabbing onto. So you have to think out of the box. You know, I'll give you an example. I haven't even talked to him. Pat Cordalesa should go to Barrington today and call a press conference and decry the fact that they're changing the name of Columbus Day. That's an insult to Italian-Americans. He's running for Secretary of State. I don't know if it'll make a decision. It won't hurt him. Maybe someone picks up on it. You gotta, you know, you gotta think out of the box. You gotta if and it's a hit and miss. You gotta keep going with it. Now that lieutenant governor's race, is she qualified Matos to be? Of course not. But right now, the problem that these these down ballot races of what they're called, the problem they're facing is the CD2 race. The media is following two stories. The governor's race, the CD2 race. I also want to be very clear to people. The media takes their cue from viewers, readers. They see right on their website the stories that people like, the stories that they gravitate towards, the stories they're interested in. If it's not there, it's not there. It's not the job doesn't fall to the media to make the public interested in a race. It comes down to the candidate that must do that. The candidate must do that. Make people care and make them care about the issue you're presenting. Can't just keep complaining. They won't debate me. No kidding. Make people care. Come up with an easy to understand story. All right, here's what we're going to do at 1259. I will be doing Facebook Live later. Right now, we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. The good news is we have another full hour to go. The power hour is next. Don't go anywhere. It's all ahead on this Wednesday after the 1 o'clock news on the John DePietro Show.